Hey guys, it's Jamie KP and I'm back with another episode, but the last episode of the Not Your Typical Health series. If you haven't listened to the last two previous episodes of this series, be sure to go back and take a listen so this so this podcast episode will make sense, but also the whole series overall. This episode is sure to remind us Black girls that we deserve support, we deserve help, we deserve a break and breakdowns, and we deserve to be able to ask. Now, I decided to name this episode Witness Protection because literally without my support team and God, literally my witnesses, I don't know how I would have made it through any of this. This episode would dive into how my life and my day-to-day was and still is post-surgery and post-discharge to go home. As a reminder, my movement is limited, so there won't be much editing, music, intro, and outro. But if you're a bit like me, I like it like that. You're straight to the point, right? So diving right into it, after my surgery, my hospital stay, and it okay to be discharged and sent home, I was sent home, of course, with instructions on how to care for my body, my healing and processing everything, how to care for my JP drain, which is a drain that um, drains built, which is actually, actually, it's a tube that drains built up access fluid from certain areas of your body when you have an infection um, and is used after surgery as well. The drain helps with healing and keeping inflammation down and and keeping the chance of infection down after surgery. I was also sent home with pain pills, of course, and a list of do's and don'ts. But the best of all, I was sent home with an amazing support team. I, I literally cannot thank them enough. I know I say it a lot in these episodes, but that was, you know, literally the best part of you know this experience, my support team. And of course, the people that text and show, you know, their care and them hoping that I get better. I definitely appreciated that too. And that helped as well to know people care, people see you and people empathize with you. All that you'd be surprised at the little things that matter and the little things that help. So sorry I got off track, but to give you like a little bit more detail of how things were after being released from the from the hospital I couldn't walk on my own. I couldn't use the restroom on my own. I couldn't cook for myself. I couldn't even get a cup of water that was two feet away from me. Like that's literally just stretching a little bit because the right side of my body is so stiff, so sore. It was in so much pain. I needed help for every little thing. I couldn't even, I could barely ride passenger in someone's car because the bumps or the twists and the turns was just so painful for me. I literally depended on someone for everyday living things that you can think of, anything. I couldn't shower for about the first week after being just discharged. Um, so I had to do a lot of bird baths, a lot of washing up, and I still needed help with that because the longest I can stand was about five minutes without being winded. Um, so, and now I'm in a moment where I can take a shower, but I still need a little bit of assistance. Um, on top of that, it brought back so much trauma of going through the situation I went through with my mom and her illness. It, it brought back so much trauma of watching her go through that pain and now being in, not in her same shoes, but being in a situation where you're constantly being pricked. You're constantly having to go through test after test. You're constantly have to go under surgery. On top of that, as you all know, I'm in the finance field. So I was thinking about the medical bills and the amount of money this is going to cost me. And I remember having a conversation with my best friend. She was like, yeah, but it's worth your health. And then I remember having a conversation with my sister today. And she was like, wow, the price you pay for life. So 
those are all the things that were running through my head and still run through my head. It's literally a process. But this experience has definitely humbled me. Like, real life humbled me. Imagine going from being able to do everything on your own to in the blink of an eye, in the blink of a moment, needing someone for every little thing. On top of that, I couldn't get comfortable when I wanted to sleep because my body had been so used to waking up every two hours because that's how it was in the hospital. Because you got somebody coming in, checking your vitals, somebody coming in, checking your blood, somebody coming in, checking your incisions, making sure everything is okay. And it's not to complain or any of that. I'm just telling my story. That's how it was. I couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't really sleep. But I'm grateful, y'all. I I can't even lie. I'm so grateful. I'm so humbled to be in this present moment and to have the people who went through this moment with me. Because I'm telling you, I wouldn't have made it without them and without God. That's how excruciating the situation was. The pain, y'all. The pain. Um, But now, I'm at a moment where I'm comfortable and I'm humbled enough to not be ashamed that I need help and I need support. And I'm vulnerable at this moment. And possibly there's a chance that there could be other moments where I'll be in in this position where I'm vulnerable again and I need help from someone. So when we think about witness protection and we think about the FBI, right, we think about changing our identities and having to testify against dangerous people. But for me, at this moment, in this moment, I'm thinking about the healing I'm witnessing my body go through, the pain I witness my body go through, the progress I'm witnessing my body make outside, like beyond my body, my mentality, I'm witnessing my mentality make. The the progress I'm witnessing myself make on a day-to-day basis, like just the beginning of November, I couldn't walk on my own. I couldn't do nothing on my own. Now I'm in a position where I can finally stand up and wash dishes. I can walk to the restaurant on my own. I can go up and fight the stairs on my own. Yes, I had to take multiple breaks, but before, I couldn't do that. And this is all me witnessing this, witnessing the protection that has been provided by my support team, my best friend, my boyfriend, my sister, and by God, because this could have been greater than what it is that all the witnesses from the protection of what could have been or how much harder it could have been or how much pain I could have been in or how much of a failure the surgery could have been because I had three surgeries. I could have had to have get had gotten four, five, six more surgeries after that. So this is all me being able to witness this situation. I think as black women, on top of all the other things as a human, period, it's hard for us to ask, accept, and receive help. At least for me, I watch my mom do it on her own, her mom do it on her own, her mom, mom do it on her own, and my aunts do it on their own. Even watching my best friend do it on her own, or even other women that you don't even know, you can look in their eyes and see they're struggling and they're doing it on their own. So like genetics or what we call that generational curses, that struggle is passed down. So like I said in this episode, it's okay to make sure you ask for help. It's okay to need help. It's okay to receive it. And it's okay that you to say that you deserve help. In this moment, I had to realize like, Jamie, you deserve help. You're going through a situation right now when you cannot do it on your own. You deserve help. 
You deserve for God to be able to come down and cover you and help you, protect you, for, for God to send a support team to you deserve this. And not because I'm in pain or I'm having a medical situation, just because I deserve it. There's no excuse, no but, no and after it or before. It's just because you deserve it. I deserve it. So, like I said, that's literally what In the Room with Black Girls is about. It's not always about financial wealth because that'll only go so far, right? What about your health, your ability to communicate what you need? That's what we're going to call social wealth. And your ability to sit down sometime and just sit in your shit and say, I'm humble and I'm grateful and I deserve this. That's what we're going to call time wealth, right? So... I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope it touched you. I hope it empowered you. Most of all, I hope it it taught you. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you. And this does end our Not Your Typical Health series. But before you go, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ITRWBG. And let us hear from you. I love to hear from you. Bye.